Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Matt Michaels of Missouri Sports Radio, friend of the show. And Matt, it's been a while, but appreciate you joining us as always, man. How you doing? I am doing well. And John, I appreciate you fitting me in while you educate everybody in the central part of Arkansas on uh, Las Vegas area tenant laws and whether you can get security deposits back before a month is done. Oh, man, yeah. It was uh, it was something to where it was kind of surprising to see that happen with Petrino, even UNLV. But, hey, money I talks. I was surprised too, man. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's it's something that, like, hey, it's, it's Razorback fans are kind of upset by it because they feel like they're going to be great now. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all fits down there. But still, at least Razorback fans have basketball to look at right now, which they did lose last week. But still, uh, number 13 team in the country, have a lot of talent. And Missouri, with new coach Dennis Gates, it's it's pretty incredible to see where they're at. So just kind of walk us through this season. Missouri, top 20. I don't know if that was the expectation at this point in time, but they are certainly playing really good basketball. Yeah, I don't think it was the expectation of uh, any observers, even you know, around the team who cover it on a day-to-day basis. You know, this is a Missouri team that the last couple of seasons uh, just played basketball that was really kind of bogged down. Uh, Conzo Martin is a great man, but, you know, the transfers that he tried to hit on were mostly flops in the portal. He had Kobe Brown to kind of build around, but that team last year especially was so reliant on Kobe to have, you know, any sort of offensive success. And they didn't really have very good ball handlers in the backcourt, and things didn't work out, and it kind of coasted to a, a grinding halt at the finish there of the season. And then they decided to make a coaching change to Dennis Gates, who has really reinvigorated this team. He's brought a little bit of that Florida State background that he had as an assistant there uh, to Columbia, and it is a team that will run up and down. It is a team that will uh, not necessarily do full line changes, but they will shift in players and kind of spread out the minutes and try to keep themselves at maximum energy as much of the time as they possibly can. And they're starting to figure out how to defend a little bit more as a cohesive unit. And how you see them in the top 20 now is because they've defended a little bit better in some of these games that really in their last three where uh, they have found a way to beat UCF, a top team that slowed them down at a semi-neutral site in the state of Florida. And then the final scores against Illinois and Kentucky in their last two games don't show the level at which Missouri controlled both of those games. The Illini were down by as many as 35 in that uh, annual neutral site game in St. Louis, and the Wildcats trailed by as much as they had in a game all year by as many as 21 before whittling it back at the finish at the last home game Missouri played on December the 28th. So this is a team with momentum. This is a team that knows that getting up and down and scoring in transition and taking away the basketball is part of its identity. It's just been that they've now started to figure out how to do things defensively and how to work more together as a team against higher-level competition that they didn't really face the first month of the season. Has that been the biggest difference with that roster this year as opposed to last year is – the defensive intensity, or is there something else? Well, it's nine new guys. You know, it was transfer portal extraordinaire. It was uh, the freshman Aiden Shaw who's come on and made an impact, and I'd expect to see him play minutes tonight as long as he's uh, ready to go and there's no indications that he isn't. You know, the, the three members of the team that actually stuck around were Kobe Brown, who was Dennis Gates' 
basically first visit to convince him to stick around. His brother, Caleb Brown, who hasn't really played a lot this season, and then Ronnie DeGray III, who only in the last three games has worked his way back into the starting lineup. I think in part because he's providing a little bit different defensive look. He does a lot of little things, has a really good basketball IQ. He was on the bench and on the bench a lot to start the season, but has worked his way up into that starting rotation. But, you know, a guy like Demoy Hodge, who's rated by Ken Palm as one of the top 10 offensive rating players in the country, I think, today. I mean, that guy doesn't have a conscience. He'll shoot it from anywhere, and he makes it a lot of the time. And he runs up and down the floor to create the fast break. Uh, a guy like Nick Honor, who comes over as a transfer from Clemson and has really provided a big, steadying point guard presence, even when he doesn't score, but then also has had opportunities, especially in a game against uh, Wichita State earlier this year, where he did score to lead his team, can do multiple things in, in multiple ways. You add a couple of those players to the core here, and some of the players that Dennis Gates had from Cleveland State and new in the Horizon League have now come to Missouri, and they kind of understood the coach's expectation, which has made everybody buy in, and, and it's a team that's together. You'll see them cheering for each other on the bench. You'll see them up and active and, and always communicating. It, it's been a breath of fresh air for Missouri fans to see how this team has come together so quickly to be able to play the type of basketball that the fans in Columbia have been starved for for some time. A player that you know well, Trevin Brazil, who now is on Arkansas's roster, uh, which player or players have replaced his production on this roster? You know, I think that saying that Kobe Brown has taken a step up to fill some of that spot is fair. And, and part of it is that Kobe's just a more efficient player all the way around, making 66% of his two-point shots, but he's making nearly 46% of his threes. And part of that is in his last couple of games, he's been really hot. But Kobe is starting to be a little bit more selfish with the ball, which is probably a good thing in terms of how this team can have its maximum success. And I think, too, a player like Noah Carter, who came over from northern Iowa, has been um, a little bit limited in his role scoring in recent games. But in terms of just being an able body down low, this is a guy who has already scored uh, over 20 points in a game two times this season. I think his season high was 28 in the second game of the year. He can be a scorer, but does not necessarily have to be on this team, so he accepts his role as a rebounder at, when the case may be, and, and sometimes you know d does different things to spread it out. So I think that the two of them, in terms of just providing a forward presence, even though Connor's a little bit undersized uh, height-wise at 6'6", have really kind of stepped up to provide a little bit extra there. It's a Missouri team that will go a little bit smaller, they're trusting Aiden Shaw to step in and provide some of that energy and some of the hops, too. If you've got Shaw and Trevin Brazil, whenever he's healthy in the future in a dunk contest, it would be a fantastic show. So I think a combination of those three has stepped in and maybe filled whatever void there was from a very talented player that I know Missouri fans wish uh, the best for, uh, especially considering his circumstance with a leg injury early, earlier this year. Speaking with Matt Michaels of Missouri Sports Radio, you're on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, Matt, uh, you know, obviously scoring has been something Missouri has been just so efficient at. In fact, there's only been two games where they have not scored more than 80 points, and that was a loss to Kansas where they lost 95 to 67. Then the next game against UCF, they uh, won the game, but it was 68 to 66. So lower scoring affairs there. Uh, looking at those games, because I think that's how Arkansas is going to kind of hope to win this game is by playing great defense. What was it about those two games that put the scoring margin 
at a lower level? Was it just a bad shooting night? Was it something that they did specifically defensively against Missouri? Just what was the overall vibe in those games? Well, the Kansas game is pretty easy. The team was out of sorts for that game. Uh, Missouri, I think, understood uh, the pressure and the expectation and everybody being fired up for the first game against Missouri's historical rival in Columbia since the Tigers left the Big 12 for the SEC. And the moment looked a little bit big for them, to be honest. They were making uncharacteristic mistakes, fumbling the basketball. They couldn't get their fast break going. You know, nothing seemed to go right. And Kansas came out of the gate and probably played their best game of the season offensively. They shot the ball like gangbusters in the first eight minutes, and and that final score was indicative of how the game was played. But Missouri kind of got its legs underneath it in the second half, and the team seemed to vow after that that they wouldn't be caught that flat-footed again. They came out against UCF, which is a team that, in terms of defense efficiency, is right up there with some of the best in the country, like Arkansas has been so far this season, but they really play a slower pace, and I think Missouri played more to UCF's pace in that game, so that was more possession for possession, and the Tigers didn't necessarily shoot it consistently throughout the entire game. But when Missouri's hitting its threes, and they have done a much better job this year of doing that, they're top 50 in the country in three-point percentage as we sit here today, and when they get their transition game going, when they turn a team over, they are looking head up down the floor, looking for a baseball pass, a long bounce pass. They want to score those transition buckets, just like Arkansas does. I, I kind of think that whether it's this game in Fayetteville or the game coming up in Columbia, like I was going back to the record book, guys, to see the last time Missouri played a game with two teams scoring 100 points or more in regulation. I think it can happen. If there are two teams in the SEC that could do it with each other on the floor this year, it would be Arkansas and Missouri just throwing caution to the wind trying to run up and down, score a ton. I know it might induce some palpitations for the head coaches at times, but I don't think either team is scared of that type of a game. And Missouri's defense at times has allowed teams to get in a rhythm, especially from beyond the arc, which I know has been a struggle for the Hogs this season. So I think Missouri will do everything it can defensively in this game to pack the lane, try to reduce the easy two-point looks and get its transition game going to get its high-percentage looks and Arkansas might try to slow that down, but eventually it might just go to these two better angels, and we see a bunch of running and a really wild basketball game. It hasn't been since 1989 that Missouri's been at a game where two teams have scored 100, and I'm telling you, I almost expect it in one of these two games that teams have to play this year because it, it just seems like there's too much offense on the floor to hold down. Last two games, good wins versus Illinois and Kentucky. Which one of those was more impressive to you? You know, I... It's hard to say. I know Kentucky's a very talented team, but we've seen some of their offensive struggles. It's been well chronicled. I think after that game, the team was kind of calling itself out um, on the way that they're doing things. Um, They're uh, very, very talented. But I think for Missouri fans especially, the game against Illinois was really satisfying to see. Conzo Martin had had some luck against the Illini. He's an East St. Louis guy. And uh, the teams seemed to match up well in some recent years when Jeremiah Tillman was able to match up against uh, Kofi Coburn of Illinois, and those two went back and forth. But last year, the Tigers just got absolutely waxed in that game in St. Louis, and it kind of started the beginning of the end of the rest of that season last year. This year, Kobe Brown really had his coming out party, was efficient, was knocking down a ton of threes. The Tigers were turning over the Illini and frustrating them. I think that that was a more impressive game overall in terms of how the offense looked from an efficiency standpoint. 
It didn't always do that. They had a couple of scoring droughts against Kentucky. But for me, if you wanted to put Missouri's best total basketball performance um, on film this season, I think it would be the Illinois game. And it's surprising because they scored those 93 points against the Illini in just 69 possessions. Missouri had not played in a game of 70 possessions or less uh, really throughout the first nine games of their season, 10 games of their season. And in the last three, they've played 70 trips or less. I think this is a game over 70 possessions. Like I said, these teams will go back and forth with each other. But Illinois, to me, was more impressive because they really needed the win and what was at stake. Uh, Kentucky, I think that the Tigers had a little bit left in the tank, and they'll probably need to use everything in the tank if they want to get a win out of Fayetteville tonight. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing is that anytime you go on the road in the conference, it's always a tough one. But Missouri won on the road two years ago against Arkansas and a team that that was the only loss that they had. And so you just kind of never know in these games. But what you see from Arkansas, I'm looking at from that perspective, do you feel like this is a game that Missouri will win tonight? Do you feel like they match up well against the Razorbacks? The Hogs have had some uh, some good moments, but without Trevin Brazil for the year and now without Nick Smith, who's their best player, which don't know how the extent of how long he's going to be out. Do you feel like this is a game that maybe favors and lean towards Missouri winning? Well, I, I'm going to say it's probably pretty even. I, I have a hard time going back and forth because I know what the crowd can mean at Bud Walton Arena to opponents. Uh, I think the first SEC game that Missouri played at Arkansas, I was there. And it's just a snake pit. When Hog fans are involved and the 19,000 in that place, it is it's just nuts. You can't hear yourself think. And Missouri's been in some environments like that, but they haven't been in a true road environment like that yet. I think that Missouri has had some struggles in stretches in some of their road games, or at least games away from home, aside from the Illinois game, and they haven't been able to overcome it all at once. So I think that the tools are there for Missouri to be able to compete. I think I'd still give the edge to Arkansas. I think what they're looking at in the desert in terms of eight points or something like that might be a little bit too aggressive. I think these teams will stay within an arm's length of each other or at least make runs to go back and forth for much of this game. I'd still give Arkansas the edge with their cohesion. I think that Ricky Council, who happens to be a player that Missouri played a couple of times when they faced off against Wichita State in recent years, I think he can be a very solid presence for this Hawks team, and we know that they can go back and forth but I'm very interested to see how Missouri defends. Will they go zone? Will they stay match up in the man for most of the game? Because they are going to try, I'll bet you anything, to limit the easy looks in the paint for Arkansas in this contest and limit their fast break opportunities. And that means they'll let them shoot some threes. And if the Hawks aren't able to hit some threes, then I'd say advantage Missouri. But teams have been able to get three-point looks against the Tigers, it seems, for much of the year. So I'd expect Arkansas to do a little bit better in that category. And that's why I think in the end we get ourselves a barn burner, if not tonight, in the return visit to Columbia in a few weeks. All right, before we let you get out of here, Matt, I do want to ask you a football question because it's something that uh, we actually discussed a couple weeks ago, and I want your thoughts on it. Uh, obviously, Eli Drinkwood's in Missouri. They went to a bowl this year. Uh, did not win the bowl game, but went 6-7, and seven, and we know that Eli got an extension and a contract uh, renegotiation in the middle of the year. But it seems like if you compare the records of him and Barry Odom, uh, Barry Odom actually had a little bit more success as far as the total wins. Just what is the feeling about Eli Drinkwitz? I mean, obviously ending the season with the win against Arkansas was really nice too and getting to a bowl game, but it just seems like with, with the new contract and, and going forward, is it something that Missouri fans are really excited about the future with Drinkwitz still? 
Well, I, I think that there are camps that are certainly full bore excited. There are still a bunch of Eli Drinkwitz's recruits that have not seen major action on the field, and that will begin starting in this next year. I think the Tiger fans are still a little bit on pins and needles at the quarterback position. Got news that Brady Cook was going to need surgery for a shoulder that was injured way back in the first uh, couple weeks of the season in the game against Kansas State when the Tigers played poorly in Manhattan, Kansas. So he was playing as the starting quarterback all year with an injured throwing shoulder. And people say, well, does that mean you don't necessarily trust what you have at the rest of the position? So I think that's giving some people some head scratchers. In terms of the extension, uh, I know because uh, I actually had an interview with the uh, chairman of the Board of Curators who actually approves all the contracts at the University of Missouri. And he said, you know, we wanted to make sure we could give a commitment to somebody we thought was the right person in the right place and would continue to grow. The recruiting's a part of that. I think that part of that recruiting, too, is a lot of members of Missouri's defense, which made a big turnaround over the past two years. From two years ago to this year, it was really night and day under Blake Baker. Many of those members are coming back, including the middle linebacker, Tyron Hopper, perhaps. Um, heard from uh, Darius Robinson, I believe, who said he'd come back. You know, several of these guys said, we don't necessarily need to go pro yet. Let's go ahead and make it one more year in Columbia. And, you know, if all these things come together, that should be a very solid defensive unit next year, which is going to give people some hope. There are some reports going around that maybe Missouri hires an offensive coordinator to call the plays next season. I would seem that to be likely. So I think fans are still in a little bit of wait and see with Eli Drinkwitz, but Drinkwitz said it himself. I got a new contract, and if we don't get the job done next year, then that's not acceptable to anyone. I think the stakes are raised for Eli Drinkwitz next season, and you know, six and seven seasons are not going to be looked on kindly as time goes on in Columbia. Well, Matt, we really appreciate you joining us as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully it's an entertaining one, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with it the next time Arkansas and Missouri play each other up there in Columbia, all right? I think it'll be a lot of fun. I always like talking to you guys. Thank you again for having me.